I literally am going to shoot some people on the beaches. Oh, you can't say that. Ten hours. Good evening, Ben. Long time no see. Good evening. Um, yes. Well, I mean, for the listeners, this has been a quite a big gap, hasn't it? It has. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have. We've got one in the bank, haven't we? Is that what you say? One in the bank. Yep. Uh, one in the bank. Which may come. This might be before or after. We don't quite know. I'm not quite sure, actually. It's probably um, gonna, got bit... This might be after this one in the end. Yes. Uh, but that's because of your many, many holidays, isn't it? Um, all those holidays have been going, all, all those bouts of, you know... Well, we uh, took a, pod- down, had a podcast break because you had a holiday in Spain, was it? My sister's wedding, yeah. Was it? We had a... No, we, we, we had record... Oh, this is a shit introduction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all, middle-aged men try to remember what happened in the near, near past. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's that you've been on so many holidays that we can't remember which one oh, we're referring so to. Much, so many holidays, You went yeah. on some holiday spent and then, you, then you've been to your wedding to a wedding Spain well. for a week for my sister's wedding. Oh, so it was just Which we have already spoken about on a podcast ah, that we've recorded okay. since then. Sorry. Um, and then you went to Wales. And I went to Wales for a, just a weekend, yeah. Sorry, but yeah. The, real, the, the, the problem has been, you know, I've had the up and down emotional states as well. Coming off the, uh, oh, yeah. you know, the old, the old uh, antidepressants, which I'm very happy about. But obviously, there you have that uh, short period of withdrawal, which isn't very fun. Brains up. Um, but and also, we yeah, there's been some technical difficulties with um, the podcast that we recorded and haven't released yet, which we recorded with uh, Financial Times Gems. journalist, yes, Jemima Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, yes, no um, your your namesake. Um, um, but we're having some issues with just getting the files and, you know, <laughs> doing all yeah, that stuff. It's just, that's what happens when you bring someone else in if complications, you know. Complications. Yeah, this is where we need a studio, isn't it? That would be we nice. Need a studio. Yeah. One day, yeah. maybe. One day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, How are you, anyway? Pretty good. Pretty good. Life's fairly uneventful, but uh, as, you, as you know, I'm selling a house and trying to get a house and that's all very up and down so it's just all that really trying to mm-hmm. find it yeah as you say ringing this list uh, what's going on what's going on we don't give a shit stop ringing me that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, but it seems to me I mean I think it's all on track in terms of the estimated time it takes but still you're just there going whoa god what if it all collapses and you know that sort of thing stressful and then we'll be in the future we'll be having podcasts with you as a uh, so, so I was going to say a single man. Well, you, I guess you yeah, will be a single uh, man. I was going to say bachelor. Bachelor, but it's really a bachelor, is it? We're recording for yeah. a bachelor. Maybe we should, that's when we should start doing videos. You know, I'm going to a whole new environment for me. You'll be in your podding uh, shed, shed, and I'll be in my living room probably, rather than this this uh, office slash children's playroom slash bedroom. Uh, <laughs> Which has been, which actually, you know, this room, this room I'm in right now, you can't see it, sorry, I'm not trying to create a visual for the listeners, but anyone who's listened for a while, I have recorded in the same room for two years-ish now, uh, but in that time it also became my bedroom. We won't get into the, you know, the details of that. No, the wise and wherefores. <laughs> and 
but it's also a lot where a lot of children's toys are. Some of the toys are mine. But it's, you know, there's a, that's where my son comes to play with some of his toys. It's also the where we record podcasts. It's also where, a long time in the pandemic, it was what, you know, we're just sitting, working, watching stuff. It's I have spent a lot of time in this room. My world has become very small, and it really centres around this room. So I think mm. moving house... At least to get away from this fucking room would be nice. Maybe I'll miss. Yeah. The, maybe I'll miss the room. I might have some kind of, you know, psychological issues around leaving the room. I don't know. Well, you know, that's what the, you know. We'll be able to document this new phase in your life, <laughs> yeah. won't we? Yeah, as always, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Um, so, what are we talking about this evening? Well, what we're talking about is uh, well, we've been through recently, as we still are now. I think as this goes out, the uh, Conservative Party. A leadership race, um, which we're not—that's not what we're talking about. But um, interesting time because interesting time for the for the uh, governing party as two new candidates come together and they argue amongst themselves and they criticize each other. Very easy time for the opposition to be like, "Oh, look at these two criticizing their own record, squabbling amongst themselves." Great time to be in opposition in a way. But uh, what we're talking about today is where are Labour's ideas? So we know what they are against. It's very easy to stand on the sidelines and say, well, look at the state of them. But what do they actually stand for? And with the country facing so many issues, which the new Prime Minister, whether it's Liz Trust or Rishi Sunak, are about to face, there may be an election in the next couple of years and we need to know... I think what Labour would do, but we don't. We don't mm. know at the moment. Wait a second. So, but wait. I'm just trying to get it straight. Ready for Rishi? What is Liz Truss's? Um, What's her slogan? slogan? That's a good idea, actually. Why? I mean, I, 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 trust in trust. I assume it should be, but ah. it's not. Is it not? I don't think it trust is. in trust. Ah, what is tr- her slogan? Trust. trust, oh, tr- she's, trust. Her, her slogan is "trusted to deliver." Oh. Yeah, that's okay. Is she's... it trusted spelled with a double S? Uh, it is not. Where's the opportunity? Mm. Yeah, Lizforleader.co.uk. Trusted to deliver because, and she will, because they, you know, she will contend. Because her name's Truss. Because her name's Truss and because she's delivered. Um, I mean, actually, you know, for anyone scoffing at that, the reason, the basis of that is that she has basically been in government as a minister, as a secretary of state for many, many years now. Um, Whatever you might think of her, she has been. She is very experienced, far more experienced than her rival. Um, more experienced than 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 you might than you might remember. She's been in government for a long time. Even that speech that we that many people mock uh, about, including you, pork markets in particular. You, <laughs> well, it's just. I mean, I find it almost endearing. Really, doing that. I've watched it many times again. And thought this is very odd. I've been in Beijing opening up new pork markets. Ah, <laughs> oh, this country has always been about apples. The apple has been a big part of this country's history, etc. Like the apple that fell on Isaac Newton's head. All right. That was in 2014, though. That was in 2014. Uh, oh, and the apple fell on his head. <laughs> She's got um, a long history of of various governmental roles. So, you know... 
she's just experienced. Right, we get it. You fucking bomb Liz Truss. Uh, it does sound um, like that, doesn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, it does. My really, it does. Like, proper bomb. That's not. I mean, Liz not Truss. really. Not really. But I don't remember what my original point was. But what was my original point? That you love Liz Truss. No. Should we? Should we move on then? <sighs> Oh, that was just trying to justify her. It does sound like I, I don't work for this trust. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> wasn't really my point. I've just gone off on that now. Don't know why. So, all right. So that's what we're talking about. So, um, like, where, 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 why, why do you want to talk about that? Where has this come from? Where were you sat when you thought, oh, let's talk about that for the podcast? We sat on the toilet. <laughs> um, where is this? Evo- this evolved from. Is this part of the recording now? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it evolved from. It evolved from the, thinking about. What the new prime minister, whether it's Rishi Sunak, whether it's Liz Trust, what their in intrate is, you know. So that, mm. you know we've got in, it, and it's scary, really. It's not exactly, it's not exactly. Um, they're not coming in. It's not an easy ride for anyone. I mean, I would. Who the fuck? So you're imagining Keir Starmer taking up the hot seat, also having the same problems, but also, but but then thinking to yourself, you don't actually know what he would do. But with those in a way, in a way, well, the, the idea started, you know, with. What is the new Prime Minister's intro? And it's pretty fucking hefty. Um, Keir Starmer is not gonna, is, hasn't actually got that problem right now. The problem he has got is these. Some of these problems are not. They're not. They, they can still be relevant in a year or two years, whenever the next election might be. Well, yeah, I mean, cost of living will still be a problem. Yeah. Raising fuel prices will still be a problem. Brexit will still be a problem. So even if, things, if you put, if, away, if you put it in a best case scenario for the opposition, which is that the new prime minister is fails at deal, in a best case scenario politically, it, that they fail to deal with the cost of living, that they fail to bring inflation down, that they are not able to, able to alleviate the situation that we're in. Uh, housing crisis. Housing crisis. Well, yeah, that's not going to be dealt with in the time. That's certainly something that's going to still be a problem. But the heat, the goddamn heat. Climate change, yes, indeed. What is Keir going to do about the goddamn heat? Yes. Well, I mean, we don't want to bring it down too much, do we? You know, I've been quite, I was quite enjoying that. I was in the paddling pool. Good. Mm, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but some of these, some of these problems are long term, like I say, so they're still going to be very relevant. Some of them, it's it's difficult to imagine anything being really resolved in two years. Yes. It, it, there's different degrees of that. Like perhaps they might bring in policies that alleviate the the economic crisis we're facing, and therefore the electorate might look a bit more favourably on whoever the new prime minister is. Um, but also in the meantime, the, you can't just keep chirping away at the, at the, at the on the side saying you know, oh well, that's a bad idea. This is a bad idea. They're not doing this. People are increasingly going to be like, well, what would you do? So, so, so we've had one thing Keir Starmer said the next the Labour government would focus on economic growth. Okay, great. What would you do? No, no ideas put forward at all. 
That's it's okay saying yeah we're going to focus on economic growth. Okay, that's 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 brilliant. That's exactly what we need. How are you going to do that? So we've got it's, it's easy to mock. So there was some brilliant Labour attack ads out, which all they had, all they did was just play reels from the uh, leadership debates where the Conservatives were infighting and criticising their own their own their own record, essentially. You know, uh, whether it's Liz Trust criticising Rishi Sunak, she's criticising someone who's been the Conservative Party Chancellor for several years. Whenever they when they're saying, "Oh, we're in a difficult economic situation," or any of the problems that they're proposing, this this government has been in power since two thousand and ten, so they're inherently criticising themselves. It was. Just it was uh, it was easy it was easy street for Labour to just be like look you know they're criticising themselves really effective ads on social media great that works well for now but what would you do about these things what would you do you know whenever Labour been in power before nineteen ninety seven nineteen forty five big ideas they had but we knew what they stood for. And uh, you know, I guess they're, and they're, they're needed, aren't they, in order to like punch through because the the dominant party is the Conservative Party historically. Yeah, and whatever Labour have managed to gain power, like you say, it's through like the power of ideas. Um, I mean, it's also. I mean, the, the Tony Blair's like New Labour is also about appeasing the right as well, and um, you get the sense that there's a bit of that going on with Keir Starmer, isn't there? Yeah. Um, He's not. It's not the kind of radical left that Corbyn represented, which were, you know, lots of big ideas, yeah, uh, crazy ideas in some people's opinion. Um, but that was was the kind of what they rode on um, or campaigned on. But but yeah, Starmer seems to be trying to play it down the middle. I mean, what do you think? So it seems to me that there is this period at the moment of infighting. It seems to me that it looks it looks like well I mean, you, you don't really know until until in the future when we can look back at it in hindsight, but it could be a strategy, couldn't it? Let's not unload ideas right now. Let's just let them kind of eat themselves, um, and then when it gets closer to the election, because people do have short memories and attention spans yeah. as well. Um, and also, if you release all of your policies and ideas now, they can be picked apart over a longer period of time. Um, and if, you, you know, maybe the strategy is to wait until it actually counts and yeah. you have people's attention. Um, and that's when you start to release, you know, ideas. But, um, but I, don't, I don't know. I'd be like, like I say, we will only know in the future if, if this happens or not. Yep, yeah, and I think there's certainly something to be said for that. Um, and... Uh, and I expect that will go on a bit. I expect like the um, Brexit position, you know, on how they would improve the situation there. They don't want to say too much, um, and they're, they're trying to differentiate themselves a little bit. But they also have to be not portrayed as a sort of rejoiner. But they're very vague um, because it's easier to criticise and sort of let the public slowly realise that the government in some people's eyes haven't handled that very well and and let the consequences seep in and i suppose at the moment although although obviously the, yeah there's kind of flaws with the the internal debates going on with the conservative party or it seems to be exposing some flaws the 
there are quite you know strong ideas coming through as a result um, yes. you know ideas you know people might disagree with some of those ideas um, but but they're, they're like you know they're kind of lurching to the right to, to in certain aspects um to to try and you know because they are in a an election battle um and obviously yeah labor by comparison at the moment has yeah like you say nothing silence and actually you mentioned tony blair and he's um always very um, looming over our, our um, politics. And I think the interesting thing about Tully Blair is history has sort of been written that he was a PR man and not a man of substance, uh, in contrast to, say, uh, Gordon Brown. Whereas a lot of people who work with Gordon Brown, or worked with Gordon Brown, rather, um, said he was actually a man very, very, very obsessed with media image. Um, as Tony Blair... I think, and this is quite clear, with love him or hate him, in his post-government years, he's been uh, very passionate about ideas and very, very articulate in in, in uh, explaining them. Um, and I think one of the most interesting things about him, actually, is you mentioned the Corbyn, Corbyn government and the, the big ideas they had. And one of the things, the big, big things that Corbynites... Um, still like to discuss is how their manifesto was very, very popular. The manifesto pulled individual policies pulled well. Um, but it's complete bunkum that individual policies um, pulled well because they lost an election by a landslide. Um, and Tony Blair has is, is been beautifully articulate on this. It's something he studied very hard in the, when looking at how Labour lost elections, even though this is, you know, because history repeats itself, how Labour had very popular individual policies, but didn't transfer into, into election wins. Um, Can I just check I heard you right? So the policy, the, the fact, um, the opinion that the policies polled well was bum cum. Did you say bum cum? Bum cum. Bunk bum cum. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Come on, Matt. We're having a serious that, discussion here. Is that like it's that comes B- out of your anus? U N K. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, there's a K there. I, I got a couple of letters. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, they just really lowered the turn, haven't they? Really lowered the turn. The thing, the thing about individual policies and polling. And I learned this through the 1980s and 90s is the fallacy of polling individual policies and thinking you're learning something. Because when you're polling an individual policy, first of all, you're separating it from the whole. And in the end, it's the whole thing that people vote on. So you can take individual policies and each one of them might be popular, but you put them all together and it's not popular. But secondly, when you poll individual policies, it's what I call the difference between a three second conversation a 30-second conversation, and a three-minute conversation. So real win, renationalisation, three-second conversation. Yeah, it should be in public ownership. 30-second conversation. You're going to spend a lot of time on renationalising the railways, and it could cost quite a lot of money, and you've got all the things to do with pension funds. So yeah, no, well, maybe. Three-minute conversation. Here are the big challenges in transport. You're going to have driverless... Ch- uh, you're going to have... Driverless vehicles, electric cars, you're going to have you're going to have to reimagine the entire infrastructure of the country, and you guys are going to be spending all your time on railway renationalisation. I don't think that's a good idea, actually. Tony Blair. So 
say what I like about the guy. I don't hear any politicians talking like that. That explains it pretty well for me. Why uh, an individual politician... This is especially pertinent as well because Keir Starmer has recently announced they're not going to re-nationalise en masse, you know, real water, whatever. Uh, and that's been met again by... Corbyn supporters or, or supporters of nationalisation saying, oh, but those polled really well individually. doesn't matter because you lost the election big time in 2019 with a programme to nationalise all of those industries. So the red... Bum come. <laughs> and, and, oh, God, so I'm a, what this reveals apparently is I, I'm a big fan of Liz Truss and Tony Blair, which is news to me. Yeah. <laughs> But um, strange combination. But he's accused. So he accused Jeremy Corbyn of uh, and the Conservatives of of creating of, of pushing politics into extremes and draining the political centre ground of momentum and ideas. Uh, and said that we're at serious risk of being relegated from the Premiership group of nations. Now this sounds very Blair-like, uh, unless we take strong action. So. And we have got, you know, we have got the economic issues this country is facing are profound. Um, and and it's, it's just look in the news and see how the chaos we're facing, like in the, in the Eurotunnel, airports, you know, public transport, uh, inflation, uh, just like it's a country that's struggling. And everything's a bit of a mess. And that's what I was getting back to saying about the new Prime Minister's entry and a future, you know, whoever wins the next election. And at the moment, Labour are well ahead in the polls. Now, it's very difficult for them to win a majority because they don't get the MPs in Scotland that they used to. But so, and, you know, I think my point was about Liz Truss as well. You, you, you look at her, a lot of people look at her and think she's not very bright don't want to comment on that she's oh, she's not going to be a very good leader it's, and it's very easy to underestimate people you know it's a bit like when I don't know a very well liked character in a film gets cast with an actor and everyone's like god Michael Keaton's playing Batman very easy to just not imagine how someone could do something she could you know have a few policies here and there that work or you know and you never know how the electorate's going to react to things sometimes not necessarily going to be a walkover for Labour Party. Um, and it's very difficult to swing from an 80-seat uh, majority or whatever it is now um, to 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 get into power. They, they, they're going to have to have a massive swing. They're probably still going to need help from Lib Dems or whoever. And that is going to take big big ideas on how you're going to how you're going to solve the problems. That's that's my point centrally. Like, and there's a, there's a there's a big vacancy there. What? What kind of ideas? Well, you know, like, so say, look, in um, several countries in Europe uh, Demo- uh, have, have moved towards uh, more progressive parties. There's Democrats in America. So there's sort of, there is a bit of a sw- re-swing back to sort of centre-left parties happening. Um, maybe they start need to looking at what, what other countries are doing, you know, start thinking a bit more boldly like uh, in the united states uh <laughs> don't want to use you know strange example to use because kind of look over there and you think god 
mental just madness over there. And Joe Biden's had a bit of a hard time getting across his, his reforms. One thing he did have, though, was uh, over a trillion in, in uh, inf- his infrastructure package. So why is the Labour Party not saying... Liz Truss recently said, uh, last few days, said that she would push forward Northern Powerhouse Rail. Now, obviously, both parties are... Uh, both candidates are, are trying to win the election, so they're throwing out big claims here and there. But um, that's pretty big. If, I mean, if she did that, if she actually was serious about building Northern Powerhouse Rail, so that it was high-speed rail in the north, if she said that she would wanted to build, finish HS2 properly, then she, you know, she was going to win some votes, and she would certainly have me listening. That's a big, big thing for me. A lot of people have them. I think she's already got you listening. She's <laughs> I I really hasn't as well. She really, word, yeah. really hasn't. <laughs> uh, well, for some reason, I don't know what's happened here. Yeah, don't get you started about the cheese. Well, yeah, I mean, oh. fucking love a bit. I mean, I don't really eat much cheese these days. I don't know. But um, mm. uh, pork markets, I mean, I love a bit of pork. <laughs> mm. Um, um, okay, well, I guess so. We could, uh, to off. round that off, then you just cut me off. To round that off, then. Um, so at the moment, it's easy for Labour to sit on the sidelines and snipe at what could be conceived as a bit of a shit show going on in the uh, Conservative Party. Why are they not differentiating um, themselves? But, but very soon, if they are serious about wanting to win the election, they will be having to sell us some big ideas. And when is that going to happen? Got to happen soon. Yeah, yeah, yes. I mean, yes, if you want to oversimplify it to a massive degree. Okay, so some other shit. Tell you one thing. That's nice. One thing that did happen this week, which you already know about. So, again, I'm the leadership, um, Conservative Party leadership race. Um, I tried to turn my hand to satire. Um, yeah. because there was the, the, the both candidates started discussing the refugee situation, which is a big part of the old national debate at the moment. So there was, you know, I'm going to make the Rwanda policy work. I'll I'll keep the Rwanda policy and I'll make it work. I'm going to send even more migrants to Africa. I'm going to cap the, the number of my uh, refugees that we take in. So maybe uh, I. You know, I have my own opinions on this. I don't agree with the Rwanda policy. And um, we've discussed this in previous episodes. Go back um, with our episode uh, with uh, Dancer Hair John, for example. And you can see our discussion about that or listen to our discussion about that. So, I, you know, I didn't enamour themselves to me with their discussions about refugees. So I thought <laughs> I know what would be amusing. Um, I tweeted a picture of myself with a a Union Jack in the background with a picture of myself sneering and with the caption 
If elected, I will personally gun down refugees on the beaches. Uh, didn't get very, very little attention on, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. No, like, you know, like six <laughs> likes or something, which is about what I expected because, you know, I don't get that much engagement. The engagement I get on tweets is always something unexpected. It's never anything where I'm intentionally like, <laughs> this will be funny. People like this. That never, ever happens. Prime content. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a content creator in that, in that sense. Um, but like three three days after I tweeted it, when it had gone down like just a, a fart in space, like any attempt at me being amusing does. And I just got suspended from Twitter for threats of violent, violent threats. <laughs> <laughs> so I appealed it. It's like, really? You know, so this was, this was, this was, I tried to describe what it was. This was, you know, this was meant as a criticism, a satirical criticism, et cetera, mm. et cetera. Satire. Yeah, and then I was just like, oh, you know, and I thought, oh, this appeal's going to take it, just forget it. I'll just delete the tweet, delete the tweet. But then it said, well, you delete the tweet, but that means you've accepted you've broken the rules. You're now banned from ten for 10 hours from Twitter. Now, one thing that this did, ha- not very long, is it? You know, if I was serious, like, I'm weird, going strange, to shoot though, people. I literally am going to shoot some people on the beaches. Oh, you can't say that, 10 hours... <laughs> You know, so if, <laughs> and if you but if you don't delete it, then you can come back. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> so, then I'm like, oh, fucking hell! I wish I'd appealed now. So, but anyway, so ten hours, blah 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 blah. blah. Um, you're not allowed to interact. I mean, you're still able to view Twitter. Um, oh no, no, sorry, I wasn't. I, I was no, I wasn't for ten hours. I'm not even able to use Twitter at all. And after after ten hours, I came back on, and it said, oh, you you've got another. Three-hour suspension where you can you can send direct messages, you can't retweet, you can't tweet, blah blah blah. And then I was like fucked off. I was like, right, I'm appealing again, saying, no, seriously, this was not a serious tweet. I wasn't actually saying I was going to shoot anyone. <laughs> this was a you know I was you know, trying to explain the context, but they actually replied and said, no, you broke our rules. Blah blah blah. blah. Fucking mm. uh, the moderation. I mean, I know this. Obviously, it's a big fucking. It's a big world of sort of there's so many tweets and then you can't expect everyone to look into the context or the character of every I'm sure there's lots of I mean obviously there's lots of people on there who are tweeting all kinds of vile shit. Fine, I get that. It's a very difficult thing to moderate, but still, you know, I'm not actually running for election, you know, guys. And um I'll say they did. It's also it's also it's it's an American company as well, isn't it? And uh, it's kind of uh, yeah, yeah. The context of your joke is is obviously within the lens of uh, British politics, but it's also within the lens yeah. of like the British sense of humour. Yes, um, yes. Which it's just uh, maybe yeah, a bit too dry. Might, for might, them. might be lost. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it clearly was. Well, yeah, the week before, and you know, I felt a bit of like a bloody you know fussy twat about this but someone was bloody I, I only i didn't it took me a while to know this but someone was replying to all my tweets and someone else and quite a few other people just saying <laughs> replies to i mean it was quite amusing actually replies to my tweet just saying ben is a convicted pedophile ben kelly is a convicted <laughs> pedophile <laughs> so yeah that, that's quite funny i was like i can't really have that you know because someone might look at that and think is he 
And it's not just a saying as a I don't want his reply saying, I'm not a convicted paedophile. I'm not a convicted paedophile. <laughs> 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 so I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to report that because surely he can't be allowed to say But apparently that doesn't break the rules. You can go on Twitter and say, you are, this guy is a convicted paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Satire, Ben. <laughs> so I think just might suggest there's a little bit of inconsistency there but i tell you what the mm. one thing it did highlight um is that uh I, I was just on there like going i kept going on there even though i was blocked and i would be checking the message that's saying how long i was blocked for i'm just thinking what, there were two things one how much i go on twitter to i was able to you know just try and read things or tweet pointless things and two how inconsequential it was that i was banned from twitter like nobody gave a shit why would they? I don't know. I mean, I knew they wouldn't. It wasn't like I was on there going, oh, everyone will be outraged wondering where I am. I, knew that. I didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> you know, I'm not that fucking egotistical. But it was a bit sad to just think, like, really, for a moment I thought, you know, what if you just never went back on Twitter again? What if you just deleted your Twitter? <laughs> what if you got... It, it, what happened, because some, sometimes this happens to people, sometimes they get... They lose all their followers, like, you know, it's, it's happened to people where they just lose every single person that follows them. And I was just thinking, what would that be like? I'd be gutted. I'd be like, God, all that fucking time. And then I just think, I would just think, it's a bit like if you lost all your Xbox achievements or something. All this yep. time is wasted. You know, you lost your saved game on some fucking computer yeah. game. You realise it was a waste of time. I already knew what I was doing it was a waste of time, but fucking hell. I wasted the time already. It's like vested that waste of time. Would yeah. I just then be oh. like, fucking forget it? Because I, I often think I would be so much happier if I didn't go on Twitter, didn't write on Twitter, didn't check things on Twitter. I cannot stop. I could justify it because at some point I'll get writing again and I'll, it will use it as a, a tool for that. But I do sometimes just think, God, can you just imagine not constantly checking Twitter and reading about all the shit? <laughs> <laughs> just uh, all the annoying conversations that people have or people irritate you and just not needing to know about not remembering what the world's like uh, not looked through that you know scope if you go talk to a normal person who doesn't go on social media about something that you think is a big part of some kind of national debate and then someone who doesn't go on Twitter or social media is just like what the fuck are you talking about that's not important yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there you go but I was, my band has ended now and I'm just back to what I was before. So all those thoughts of the happy, nice life I might have off Twitter of, of, is evaporating. So, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. bought a new guitar 180 pounds worth of guitar no no 800 pounds oh, i don't know no, that i just 800 pounds it's the most i've ever spent on a guitar and i'm very happy about it well i'll tell you something that then pay all the ones pay in installments yeah which means you know it's like free <laughs> yeah pay 100 100 100 quid a Classic. month for nine, interest nine months free and, yeah. and buy interest now free. Yeah. is it a, i mean it, 
economists might write in, no one will, obviously, I'm joking, but, uh, you know, about the bubble that creates, I'm sure. But is there anything... Be- oh, yeah, I Is there so. anything better yeah. than buy now, Pilla? Buy now? So get it now, right? So yeah, I have that. Immediately. I have that now. You give that to me I was, me like, now. in the shop, they gave it to me. And I just had to, like, put my name on it. It's like my surfers, you know. Thing, so. Beautiful, beautiful leather surfers. Fantastic, luxurious leather surfers. <laughs> I have them now. I appear later. Brilliant. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> That's exactly what I've been looking for. Um, yeah, t- I've done that before with um, with uh, computers that, that were far more technically techno- technologically superior than I needed. TVs, you know, beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyway, back to your guitar. Um, oh, any yes. of these things, actually. One thing I think that does ring true and most things in life is... You get what you pay for. And I think with a guitar... Oh, yes, guitar, yeah, definitely. Absolutely true. Oh, of course. I mean, and for years and years and years, like, I've never, like, spent that much on a guitar. And, like, people listening would be like, that's not actually that much for a guitar. Well, no, you, walk no, no. Sh- you walk around the shop and there's, like, ones for, like, six grand. Absolutely, yeah. But I could not live with myself spending not yet. that amount not of money yet. on a guitar. Not until I'm earning an obscene amount of money, yeah. which I met, might never well do. Might not. Um, but it's been... Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it is uh, amazing. Like, it's really good like how a new instrument can like spur you on creatively, and uh, that's that's been exciting. Like, it's just, oh, it's the same thing. It's got the same strings on it. Sounds but bad. somehow sounds something bad. is different, and now I can play these other things that I didn't that's think of true. playing before. When you buy a nice um, acoustic guitar for... 60 80 pounds great nice fantastic mm. but you buy one for 200 300 whatever 800 oh, yeah and they beautiful beautiful sound yeah yeah so yeah i mean that is tr- it is true for most things not everything yes you can get a grab a bargain on lots of different various things but often what do you in your opinion what's it worth spending a good amount of money on a uh, mattress, I go for. Oh well, ma- ma- get think... a good mattress is your fucking you set. Yeah, bed, bed all round. Um, Toilet paper. Yes, because <laughs> no, no, this is true, and I learned that I learned that early in life because, and I learned a few lessons like this because, um, when I moved out of my house and started living the life of well, pauper. Yeah, but I'm living like a pauper because when I moved out, I decided that my best course would be to not work. Because I thought, you know, yeah. works for chumps. Yeah, how much money do I even need? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to work. How Get a zero? job. <laughs> <laughs> My when I was when I was eighteen, nineteen, I thought, well, uh, jobs are for losers, and I'm destined for bigger <laughs> things. No, but seriously, um, so I did. I did go through periods of trying to save money. One of the things was I remember distinctly, very early on, buying some very cheap. Wall, uh, not wallpaper, cheap toilet paper. Thinking you wipe your ass with it. How much you want to spend on something you wipe yeah, your exactly, ass with? Yeah. All you're gonna yeah. do is wipe your shit on it. And but my oh God, my man. anus rash said otherwise. Yeah, very rapidly. Yeah. In, I mean, because you know, you soon realize that's the most sensitive part yeah. of your one of the most <clears> sensitive parts of your skin. So of course, toilet roll and a, fra- a frag- fragile ecosystem as well. You know, like um, if you don't treat it right, it'll come back to to haunt you. Yes, later years absolutely. As well. There's probably some kind of ceiling there, but um, certainly you can't just be like, right, I'll buy the cheap because the cheapest is really some God knows what they make out. Yeah, uh, yeah. beds, the abs- any relaxation thing. I think mm. desk chair, desk, desk chair. chair. 
If especially mm. if you are a like us office worker nine to five sitting down type person. Mm. Staring at your phone all day. I mean I even I mean I can't my mine's not luxurious. It's just not the cheapest version. Um yeah. and I well imagine that I will I will go to a more expensive uh range uh, when it's not it's it costs a reasonable amount, but it's not like yeah, it's not a ridiculous one. I would like a better one though. So I beds, chairs, sofas I think. Yeah, because mm. First time I ever bought um, a proper leather sofa. Again, thank God for... Not a leather sofa fan, got to say. Okay, no, no, that's it, the second it, time you've mentioned leather sofas. doesn't right? have so, to be so far, so far, I'm like Liz Truss, Tony Blair, <laughs> leather sofas. Doesn't have to be leather. Okay. They score highly. Your equivalent of what a luxurious sofa is, <clears throat> listener yeah, and Matt. Right, right. Okay, not, that's, not uh, it doesn't have to be yeah. leather. Um, good for wiping. Get all sweaty. What? What, and get all sweat, sweaty if you get a fabric sofa, your sweat's just sinking into the fabric. Yeah, but you're not like slipping around on yeah. it, are you? Well, you know, you're sticking to it. Certain fluids, you know, staining it and. Bum cum. Bum cum, normal cum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you've got children, they just make a fucking mess of your fabric they sofa. Do, they do. Well, yeah, that's a good thing, it's wipe clean, yeah. But then you could just have a plastic sofa. True. You? Basically, I'm saying spend big on the spend as much as you can reasonably afford on a bed and a sofa because, yeah, especially <clears> unless <throat> you're like one of those weirdos who doesn't sit and watch TV and relax on your sofa, then fine, cunts, yeah, cunts. But if you there's nothing like getting a new or getting in a proper comfy sofa, whatever material it might be made out of, whatever your preference is. Or you want? You might want. You might want one of the one of the. It's, I think I, I will say you get one of the reclining things where you got the foot restings. Ever since I watched, uh, no. no friends. Yes, except from watching friends. It is. <laughs> you don't like a reclining chair. Uh just remind me of like uh, either like yeah American sitcoms or like my granddad's house. I don't know. It's like very like I don't know. Right, the great unraveling. I don't, I don't like mechanisms in my. The great unraveling podcast at gmail is our email address. I'd like to know people's opinions on on furniture. No, by the way, we have listening figures. Mm. We know that we have a listenership. One person, very us. fucking few people have emailed in. You listen to this thinking, mm. someone else will email. I don't need to. I can't be asked. No, we just now just fucking go on now. And email us at the Great Unraveling Podcast. I mean, it's not the best email address ever. The Great Unraveling Podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, yeah. Surfers, what's your opinion on surfers? Leather, leather's got. You know, surely reclining. Not fucking leather. Okay, if you don't like leather, what materials? But what about a reclining thing? I don't fabric and not reclining. Not I don't reclining. want mechanisms want... so much. So no, okay, no, no, right. So fair enough. What well, you you got a, a footrest of some kind? Yeah, 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 yeah. Got All a coffee right. table. A coffee table? You barbarian! Yeah. Coffee table? What's wrong with a coffee Where you table? Get one of those, what do you call them? Um, I don't know what the name is, but you know, like a thing that's literally designed for your foot to rest on. Not a coffee table, that's designed for a drinks and foot, magazines. Foot <laughs> you know? A coffee table. You don't put your feet on them, really. Come on. Oh, uh, you probably shouldn't know, but then if, where, where would the foot rest go? Guys, I've got a coffee table. I don't know, like, do I have to mm. move one of them around a lot, wouldn't I? Okay, what else? Um, I think you need a nice, a nice desk. But again, that's office worker bias. Oh, uh, I've got a good desk in here, actually. I've got a good so stand-up desk, actually. 
it, it's a, it's a mechanical well not mechanical it's electric one goes from sitting to standing and that's a, a revelation i would say a tv but i think then we're getting into luxury items rather than you know essentials tvs are very expensive yeah so but beds bed sofa because it's comfort what toilet else? paper toilet paper absolutely Guitars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. You can. I mean, if you're a beginner, that's not true, is it? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, big beans. <clears throat> well, um. Is there anything to trail? Trail? Oh, I was feared you were going to say that. Um, yeah. I mean, likely this this podcast, very interesting podcast that we did with Jemima Kelly, where we talked about Ben. We talked about um, the truth. truth, the degradation we about of the truth. truth, didn't we? Yes, in yes. politics and uh, in society. Jemima Kelly uh, talked at length about uh, the degradation of truth. Yes. Yes, she did. Very, uh, very interesting chat we had. Um, so that'll be winging its way to the airwaves at some point. Yeah, we do have. Like, maybe after this. Yeah, probably, probably after probably this, because it's probably easier to just edit and put out. But um, no, we have, I have some guests in mind in the future. I think we're going to return to housing soon, and I might have a, bring a guest in for that. Um, and. Uh, Yes, and and I've got a couple of guests in mind. I don't want to trail them, but I also there's going to be a few more episodes I think coming up where it's just just you and I, Matt, just you and I talking, you know, shooting the shit. Because there's been there's right. been a few guests recently, and I think maybe we just need to get into the groove of uh, you know little talks. I've I'm getting back into writing. We're going to have a uh, I'm going to get a new website going with uh, my writing going. I'm going to do the next month or so, getting back involved in the old... Websites are so old hat. Not... Nobody has a website anymore. <laughs> That's not true, man. Granddad. And uh, I'm getting back in the old Brexit debate, so they might have a Brexit-y... Fucking hell. I know, it's going still going on, is it? No, I'm back in time, forward in time. It's Getting a website, talking about Brexit. <laughs> We're going to talk about relation. Okay, relations with the EU. And shit, but we. You see my website. It's all about Brexit. All, all comes under the uh, umbrella of you know that's Brexit still over. It's a big, big, big term now. Yeah, good. And it, and I think that we should have some Benjamins and Dragons again at some. Well, that's point. your responsibility, isn't it? Um, yeah, we'll have we'll have some of that as well. Yeah, well if you're not, it's all coming, oh, isn't it? It's all coming. And what else is scheduled? You're going to be on fucking holiday again, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So you know. So any real look, look forward to that. Any good podcasters would maybe record in advance. You know, maybe we should do a back-to-back recording and put out something for the these starving listeners that are like, where? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, where are they? I won't be gone for. I'm only going for ten days. Where are they? You know, the people are like, where? Where's the? You know, people are being contact me saying, what, what? What's going on? Salivating. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening, and uh, more to come. Uh, we'll get back to our sorry for interruptions but you know personal lives and shit just been going on but we're gonna get back soon to our regular output so well you know deal with it thank you yeah goodbye thank you